Hey y'all, Matt here. Uh, I know it's been a while since our last episode. <laughs> Turns out it takes quite a bit of time for a group of adults to be able to sit down and play two Zelda games back to back and then find the time to get together and talk about them afterwards. Who would have thought? Um, but yeah, it's a fun conversation. We had some technical hiccups here and there, but I, I think it was good. A little more raw than usual, but hey, that's what we're about over here, I guess. Uh, the main reason I'm doing an intro of this episode is, as you heard and are hopefully hearing now, we have a new intro song uh, made by a very close personal friend of mine, Mick Fox. Um, if you want to find more of his stuff, uh, you can head over to fortfamily.com. That's F-O-R-T-F-A-M-L-Y.com. No I in family. Um, there's merch. There's more songs. Uh, the dude's written books. Really good books, too. Uh, him and his wife uh, even do a podcast version of his novel, Midwestern Pulp. Uh, they acted out together in podcast form, and it is very fun and a good listen. So please check out Mick's work. That is, again, at fortfamily.com. That's F-O-R-T-F-A-M-L-Y.com. And thanks for listening, y'all. Critical Diversions. It's been like a month. Weird. Weird stuff. Uh, today we're talking about The Legend of Zelda Oracle of Seasons and Ages. Um, I guess to get started, I'm Matt Murray, Shy Guy City, whatever the fuck I am on Discord. Uh, let's. I'm going to go Wilk. You introduce yourself next. What's up? Wilkins here. Big dogs only. We're back. We're back again. It's been too long. Colin, what's up? Hi, I'm Colin. Um, this is, I think, only the second one I've been on here, but I'm Crockmeyer on Twitter. Jim. I'm Jim. I usually don't finish the games. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That and is then true today. Last minute so arrival, Seth. I I snuck up in here. Um, might not be here the whole time, but I wanted to just hang out with the boys, man. We're here to talk about some uh, some special games and. Uh, I might, I, you know, I, I, I finished them, but I finished them like 25 years ago. So that's what, that's what I bring to the table, I guess. In, in some ways, I think that's like the perfect way to finish them uh, was 25 yeah. years ago. That's, maybe, maybe that, that, that probably comes ideal. across as more scathing than I mean it to. Cause I, I mostly quite like them. <laughs> um, but I think others in here 
less so. Um, I'll just give a brief rundown real quick because I had some questions and I maybe Seth knows more than I do about this kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so these Oracle games were developed by Flagship for the Game Boy Color in 2001. Um, I wasn't really aware what Flagship even was and why Capcom's name appears on the Oracle games and uh, Minish Cap. They might even appear in, in the Link to the Past GBA port. I don't remember. Um, I saw, I was reading conflicting things about it. Flagship was started by a former Capcom employee, uh, Yoshiki Okamoto, who he, mm. pro- he produced a lot of big stuff at Capcom, like Street Fighter 2 and Final Fight. Um, but then, yeah, he founded Flagship with funding from Capcom, Nintendo, and Sega. Uh, but then when you try and research this it also describes it as an internal capcom studio despite the fact that it is also called an independent studio so not 100 percent sure what the story is it sounds really fascinating but because it's japanese video game stuff from 20 years ago we'll probably never know the exact details um and yeah these were developed uh by flagship with assistance from nintendo and seemingly some internal capcom staff uh, flagship no longer exists, but they had their fingers in a lot of pies back then, mostly on the Capcom and Nintendo side of things. Uh, my favorite bit is that they actually co-developed Kirby Squeak Squad, which is, I think, hell yeah, that's like yeah. my pick for most underrated Kirby game. So that's pretty cool that they also mm. were involved with that. Um, specifically, the Oracle games were directed by Hidemaru Fujibayashi, who is like the Zelda dude at Nintendo now. Uh, most yep. recently directed Tears of the Kingdom, which we did our very first episode on. Um, it's pretty interesting. These were his first directorial, or these were his directorial debut, especially on the, particularly on the Zelda side of things. Um, it's interesting that like he's directed games in kind of like every... Um, I don't know what you call it, like evolutionary branch in the Zelda timeline. Like he developed overhead mm. 2D games with these and Minish Cap. He developed or directed a uh, Skyward Sword, which is a more traditional 3D Zelda. And then he heralded in the Breath of the Wild open air era. Um, I think those are all the notes that I really had taken down. Oh, I guess I should also mention that these initially started off as kind of tests to remake the NES Zelda games on Game Boy Color. Uh, they kind of... I never realized that. Yeah, it's interesting, and I didn't write it down, but there's a lot of examples you can see. The most notable to me is that the first dungeon in Oracle of Seasons is literally in the same spot as the first dungeon in the original Zelda. Oh, wow. Uh, I did notice that. It... And- uh, it just looks very similar. Yeah, it, it's like path is similar. yeah, it's in like the exact same spot. You get there from like a bridge over water. It's interesting, um, but yeah, they abandoned that idea. Apparently, they wanted to develop like six Game Boy Color Zelda games at one point, including the, these two remakes and then four of these other ones. Uh, but they abandoned that because they realized that the NES Zelda games aren't that good. Uh, no offense to anyone that really <laughs> likes them, but they're not that great. <laughs> Uh, specifically well, they specifically yeah. they cited that they didn't think a modern audience would gel well with those designs which sure. I, I think is fair and also there were technical I think it's fair too there were technical difficulties too 
you saw it in a lot of NES Game Boy conversions, like Mario Deluxe, which had the screen real estate chopped in half, kind of. Mm-hmm. But I think those are all the notes I had. So did anyone want to have give their high level thoughts on these games? Well, I let, let me throw something in real yeah, quick too, because this is another fun fact that that I really like about this game. Um, it was originally going to be three games mm-hmm. um and the the idea was that it was supposed to represent each of the you know triforce like wisdom power courage ran out of time ended up scrapping the courage one so what we got was a wisdom game and a power game basically um i think that's kind of a neat like lens to look at the games through and like um because i think it's easy to be reductive of of these games because a lot of people i think come into these games thinking um thinking of them as like a pokemon red and blue situation like mm-hmm. what like what's the real difference like there's no but like they they are two different games and like i you know i i think that's something that should be said for you know people who might be listening to this thinking maybe they've had that misconception this whole time that it's the same game just with a different you know whatever setting whatever the case may be but yeah very different games and there was there was going to be a third one i kind of wish we had gotten a third mm-hmm. one yeah, there there were um yeah, these are two full 2D Zelda games that came out on the same day back in 2001, uh which seems crazy to think about nowadays. Um yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I know Colin specifically one of his dream games is often cited as remakes of these two and then also get the third one done. Yeah. Finish the trilogy. <laughs> I actually I actually think that Sometimes having them be such completely different games together, and I think some people in here experience this just because um, they are completely different. But when you play those back to back, it's it's a lot of dungeons all at once, and it can kind of mm-hmm. wear down a little bit, even if you're enjoying it. Yeah, let me clarify real quick too. Yeah, when I say full. 2D Zelda's, yeah, each of these games has eight, so that's 16 dungeons. Now, granted, the first couple in each game are pretty simple compared to the later ones, but, um, you know, we've had a month between episodes. I thought we were going to get to record this episode weeks ago. Um, Just, you know, not everyone in here is able to finish, which is fine, but, you know, it was a lot. This is a lot to get through, even though, again, I really ended up liking them. Um... Wilkins, Jim, I know you you two are probably on the the lower end of the enjoyment spectrum with these. Did you have any? Um, I'll start off that like I had them for Game Boy Color. I bought them for my 3DS, and I've still never played them. <laughs> uh, my goal was like I've been jazzed to play them. Mm-hmm. I thought Link's Awake. I played Link's Awakening again as adult a few, few years ago. I got the remake. I thought they were great. I was like, wow, Link's Awakening is a lot better than I remember. Um, I was jazzed to finally like, be forced to play these, but it didn't help. Um, <laughs> I got, I started Ages. I got to, I'm like in Dungeon 5. Um, I think my biggest complaints are just like, I, I don't think, like, Game Boy... I mean, I liked Awakening, but something about this, the vibe of it, the, like... I just feel like you're, like, locked in, and, like, there's not... I feel like there's no exploration. 
I feel like you're locked into areas and it's like not fun um for that like i feel like a lot of times with like like i'm thinking of like link to the past I feel like you do a dungeon you can like run around and you can like do some other stuff uh get some secrets or get some upgrades or whatever mess around and then get back to the story this i feel like it tells you to do something you got to go to it um ages is the one where you go back in time and I just feel like I got confused. <laughs> I also feel like my attention span is far worse than it's ever been. Sure. So like the ability of like turn it off and sleep mode it and come back and be confused and just like it's just like not. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think those were some big. I think the music is dog shit. Um, <laughs> aside from like one yeah, song, I, think, I heard. I think that's one of the worst parts about these yeah. games. I, I think like visually, it's it's stale. Uh, the music is bad. Um, there's nothing like super new. Um, and like, I talked to Wilco about this and I was like, there's so many games that are trying to copy this that I feel like am I might just better off playing a game like that. Like yeah. there's like Blossom Tales or something. Yeah. And like, yeah. and I've like goofed around on one of them and I'm like, this is like, I don't know. Like, I, at a, at a point, I, I I feel like I usually favor like older games. I think this is like a real first time of being like, man, modernization <laughs> is beneficial. Um, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I thought like I got confused in the dungeons like for no reason. Um, I thought I think dungeon four is where I was like, this is kind of cool. You mm-hmm. started getting that. The, there's like hook shot, but not hook shot, switch hook or something. Something like that. Where you basically like hit something and switch places with it. But then it just kind of got, I don't know. I just think it got stale for me. I was forcing it. Um, I don't know if I'm done done with them. But as someone who really likes 2D Zeldas, usually, Link to the Past, I really love. Still, Link's Awakening hits. Um, I just felt disappointed. So before I, I do have oh, go ahead, Colin. a question, oh, you might be about to say the same thing but did you play uh, yeah. seasons at all or have you only the blue one so one difference between the games and i think this was like maybe an idea behind how they designed them was seasons is more oriented towards combat and ages is more oriented towards puzzles and i think that might be one thing that wasn't clicking with you about ages because they a lot of the overworld in between dungeons is almost designed like a dungeon in ages where you have mm. to like figure out the puzzle. Like, and I think you played the the island section where you have to get all your items back mm. and all that. Like yeah. that's almost like a mini dungeon in it itself. Is. And it's just mm-hmm. in the overworld. So if you don't, if you don't like that about ages, then you might end up liking seasons a bit more. So yeah. Yeah, real quick. I felt like, yes, as a part of that, like, I feel like I couldn't, I feel like it just wasn't easy or enjoyable to just, like, get from point A to point B in the map. But, like, yeah, yeah now I get what you're saying. I, I was going to say basically the same thing, Colin, of, like, you know, I, I liked both of these games, and I played Seasons, then Ages, and Ages I had never played before. Um, I like Seasons, like, a fair bit more than Ages overall. I don't know what the general consensus is. That's something I'm curious to talk about with with everyone in here is which ones we like more. Um, and yeah, I just think the flow of seasons, it, it feels like a nice mix of Link's Awakening 
with like a little bit of link to the past where it's not just puzzle solving the entire way through. Like when you're on the overworld, you're kind of walking around and you're exploring like a little bit. There's still not as much exploration as link to the past or link between worlds or whatever, but there's like a little bit more of that flavor going on. It's just, it's less confusing. Um, I do think it's an interesting, you know, we're talking about Fujibayashi that he directed Skyward Sword, which to me, Skyward Sword is like the 3D version of these games in that like it's all just a giant puzzle. Like there's almost no going off the beaten path. Um, for whatever reason, I really like that in Link's Awakening of like, yeah, the whole overworld is a puzzle. But yeah, it's not as confusing to navigate as Ages, though with ages you also get some really fucking cool puzzle solving moments like i know colin really loved um getting to the zora town and you're having to flip back and forth between the past and future mm-hmm. to like as time has gone on the islands have drifted more east so you're having to like go back to the past on land get into water find a new island Love and go back shit. to yeah that that was super yeah. cool um mm-hmm. yeah i would say jim at least I would also say finish the dungeon you're in because you're in the uh the you said you're in the dungeon where you get the cane. Five. I yeah. I think that boss is super weird and cool and interesting. I won't spoil it, but it's really, mm-hmm. really neat and uses that item in a way I would never would have thought they would do mm. in a game like that. Um but yeah, I would say give give seasons a shot. If you are feeling like you still want to give more time to these. I, I would be curious to see if you like seasons more because I, I did. Um, Will, did you have anything? I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Colin. I was just a quick thing. I was going to say, I also feel like a lot of these issues would be helped just with a remake yes. and uh, yeah. having more, having more items on buttons. Yes. Because sometimes you, navigating, yeah. navigating the overworld and having to switch back and forth between items all the time can get a little tiresome. So if you don't have to do that, it'd be so much easier to get around. Huge issue with Link's Awakening, also, right? right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, yeah, you know, which was so much better in the remake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like um, I think with some time, I uh, a lot of things. I feel like it made me realize that maybe I'm not the biggest Game Boy person, and that that system uh, has not aged the way I thought it was. As somebody who had one, I feel like I was maybe more than advanced. And then then post that sort of person. It also feels like maybe a little bit of like a proof of concept because I feel like I much preferred Minish Cap over either of these. I don't know if that's a... I know obviously they're different things. I felt like this was a little too heavy on Zelda tropes. I feel like the a lot of moving between sc- so much moving between screens. Like I get that it's like tile based and then you're kind of going back and forth. Um, I started with seasons. I found most of seasons to be annoying or uh, not fun. I uh, specifically think there's some really interesting things these games do. I'm not saying the whole game wasn't. I'm just saying that like yeah. a lot of times I was just like. I just don't feel like I'm connecting with this in any way that I, you know, really find meaningful. Um, and I think it made me realize that I'm, uh, you know, not the biggest 2D Zelda fan and that 2D Zelda has not aged incredibly well. And that maybe given that when I came for, to for, Zelda... For the podcast audience, Colin is shaking his head right now. I just wanted to make that... I, I just, I, I mean, at, at this point, I would have rather... Terrible. I would have rather <laughs> played any 3D game. I, I mean, like, for me, I think every 3D game is better than... 
any 2D Zelda game I think I've played. Just as to be, I think that's as, wild. That is, I think that's, that's crazy. <laughs> I think that's more or less for me. I think it's probably because when I came to it, I think they are a lot more modern for the most part. I mean, t- other than the Link's Awakening remake and the 3DS game, uh, A Link Between Worlds, which I think are both very good, they're probably. <laughs> close to the bottom there for 3d zelda but i feel like these games very much feel like the ds games to me where they're very unique and kind of have their own thing going on okay um, now for but the i don't think audience, they're colin's mouth is agape in shock i mean i if, if, if i'm wrong i mean i think i think i'm not alone in thinking this not that the group is always right but i i think it is really one of the cooler things again a lot of broad thoughts here seeing the zora and the goron in like 2d sprite form is very cool mm-hmm. i really enjoyed that um, I felt like the weird subworld and seasons was a little interesting. Um, not with the uh, people who are sort of cloaked. Yes, yeah, I'm trying to remember. What... I think it's called Subrosia. Subrosia. Yeah, Subrosians. Uh, thank you. I liked a lot of the stuff with the pirates. I, I think there are, there is a lot to enjoy, and I feel like both games don't really get going until about the fourth dungeon, yeah. and everything else before then is a little like kind of a little stale. A little weak. I think the the music and the visuals are definitely a bit dated. But I think there's still a lot to enjoy here. I still think there are, some of these dungeons are fantastic. I still think some of the overworld, especially in ages, getting to certain dungeons is really really fascinating and really unique. Um, I think there's some good bosses. I think there's some really great items. Uh, I think the fact that in seasons, depending on which animal and flute you get, changes literally the like the tile layout of the whole map, which I think is utterly fascinating. I think it's just there's it's just there's a little bit of they're just older, and that's really what the biggest issue is. I think a lot of what we're saying, like y'all have said, is like a remake would really, really kind of like sand down some of these edges. I just think it's tough to play these back-to-back, and I think I'm probably not alone in hearing that some fatigue was going to set in after you're into your 30th or 40th hour into playing both these and being like, this all starts to bleed. I felt like ages was more distinct in my mind overall, just from dungeons and the overworld. But I started to wear down like halfway through the second one. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a, and that's, that's, a, that's about a, where it was for me too. Yeah, right. And then I went and I um, got an item, and then the last bit of the game, I blew, I mean, blew through in no time. So I was surprised that I stopped in the eighth dungeon and then came back like three days later, and then was like, oh, I played for an hour and I'm done. But yeah, I, I think I, I mean I, I know I said some controversial stuff. I think it just for me. I think a lot of the context is like I, I'm not trying to to incite anybody here. More so like give context for my personal taste and that I came to Zelda. I remember playing A Link to the Past at my aunt's house and being like, "Oh, this is cool." But I didn't really play Zelda until I played Ocarina of Time mm. and Majora's Mask back to back, and then have played every 3D Zelda more or less since it's come out since then. So I have a lot more maybe fondness and memory and just I prefer that sort of and again I don't think the games are bad I just think they're maybe a bit overrated to me and my personal taste so it's a knockoff to me too I mentioned this to Wilk before but they and maybe it has to do with the other this flagship thing but like to me they almost don't feel like they feel like uh, if someone like copied a Zelda game which is where I, why, why I made that comment about like why don't we just play like a modern, like basically knockoff that people make? I, I think, so I, I, I kind of see what you mean, Jim. Cause like maybe the biggest concern or not concern, but the biggest problem I had with both games besides like the, yeah, the lack of buttons from the game boy, blah, blah, blah. They really love using the damn, the spinning compartment. I don't know how you describe it, but you <laughs> step in from like the South and it puts you up West 
and then it, you have to circle back around, so then it sends you a different direction. You, Jim, you, they do this in like every dungeon. You gotta know what I'm talking. <laughs> I feel like they don't start doing it until the later dungeons. So okay, maybe, maybe he didn't get to any of those. The, yet. So in like every in in both of the game, quite frequently there's these like, I don't know, it, it's like a circular platform. And then you can enter so onto them you can enter. from north, south, east, and west. Oh. And then it spins you when you enter it. And then like yeah, yeah. the the puzzle so is usually more. okay. I have to spin myself, and then I have to walk all the way back around because then it swaps direction, and then I have to get back to where mm-hmm. I was, and then spin myself back the opposite way. Um, they really they love using that, and that got pretty old. Um, overall, I don't know these. I quite like seasons in particular. Um, if I'm being honest, I think I'd probably rather replay seasons than like Link to the Past at this point. But I've also played Link to the Past like 20 times in my life. Um, wow. So, okay, here's the thing, though. <laughs> Whenever we talk about Link to the Past, people always talk about how like modern Zelda started with Link to the Past. I disagree. Um, to me, modern Zelda kind of started with Link's Awakening in terms of its focus on, like, puzzles and stuff. Link to the Past just has a lot of, like, kill all the enemies in this room, remove one out-of-place block. It's not interesting. Mm. Like, the, 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 the dungeons in Link to the Past, while they have good atmosphere and there's cool stuff going on, again, I, lo- I love Link to the Past. Um, I don't know. There, there's You're not really solving puzzles, um, per se. I agree. Um. And that's also why I think I like Seasons more than Ages, because Ages also has a lot of just like, hey, put this block into a different spot. Um, or like, do stuff with these statues that doesn't make sense, which leads to my biggest complaint across the whole this whole set of games is that damn room in Jabu Jabu's belly right off to the left, where you have to yeah. move four diamonds in front of the statues or whatever. I It was the first time I used a guide... And I was like, "What? I never would have figured this out. I absolutely never would have figured this out. I don't know. I don't know if I'm dumb or what. I don't know if I don't know how a child. It's a weird back one. in 2001. Which game is figured, it? It's in ages. ages. It's like the seventh dungeon, I think. There's like a yep. There's a room where yeah. you have to. There's like four diamonds and there's four statues. And I knew like I had the compass, so it chimed. I knew there was something going on in that room, but you have to like move all the diamonds to like." Some of them you go in front of the statues and some behind. It's dumb. It's bad. I never, I shouldn't say never, but it was not logical at all. There was no flow to it. It's it's the first room. It's very, it's off to the left. Yeah, it's like, the dungeon it's and like it's right after... to the left. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But that, again, I think overall, that's why I just like seasons more. It had, it hit this really nice balance for me personally of like, it has the more action orientedness of, Link to the Past, but it also has better puzzle solving than Link to the Past. Not quite as in-depth as some of the puzzles in uh, Ages. Uh, also, it had better items. Um, the cape fucking rules. Uh, the cape these alone... These games have some of my favorite yes, items. These have, like, the, the best yeah. items in any Zelda game. It's it's not even, like, a contest to me. Magnetic gloves. Magnetic, Magnetic gloves, gloves are very sick. Um, even, again, the, the cane in the dungeon that's, that Jim's in right now while they don't use it much after that dungeon, um, they th- again that boss fight in that dungeon with the cane is amazing. Um, at least conceptually, it was a little finicky too, but it was really really cool. Um, 
so what did everyone i guess wilkins already answered this colin what which which do you prefer seasons or ages if you had to pick i don't well i'll give an answer but <laughs> this i played these games originally um around when they came out and i think i played seasons first and didn't play ages for a while later and so back then seasons was definitely my favorite even after i played ages but I replayed them again when they came out on 3DS. Mm. And after playing them then, I kind of flip-flopped and preferred Ages. And, excuse me, um, I kind of felt the same thing playing them again this time. I did play... Uh, I played Ages first mm. this time again. And maybe that has to do with why I preferred it. I, I feel like it could because that when you play them when you play them back to back, it really kind of wears you down on the second one by then. But I don't. There there are so many things I really like in each one that I think I prefer ages overall. But I still really like things about seasons like Sobrosia. That's one of my favorite places in any Zelda game. I just it's so fun and interesting and unique, and all the different characters there are so cool. That's like one of my things. I if they end up remaking these, I'd be most looking forward to see how they uh, flesh that out with better graphics and such. Um, but in ages, I really prefer the the puzzle aspects. I personally love how they have the overworld in ages, where it's all kind of different puzzle segments. Um, I do think it could be a little easier to get around with um, having more items assigned but um yeah with the remake i think so many issues could be solved but yeah i think i'd have to say ages would be my favorite overall seth what about you i i'm actually very much in the same camp i feel like as colin um so when when these games came out um i got i got ages i was not um i was not allowed to get multiple games at once that would be unheard of um, so I, I was, you know, I chose the blue one, um, cause I liked the color blue. I played Pokemon blue. I got the blue one. Um, and, and Colin said something just now that, that tapped into something I was going to kind of bring up about these games. There is a, there is just a vibe or a mood with these handheld Zelda games that is unique to them. Like, Link's Awakening, these games, even Minish Cap, like there's something mm -hmm. about it, this kind of coziness, this kind of like, um, the, yeah, the uniqueness of the, of the landscape, the, the characters are kind of like quirkier, I feel like, um, you know, even like, you know, even like the, the, the dungeons themselves and the bosses and little ghosts and weird pumpkin headed dudes, you know, and like, I just kind of, like like the vibes of of these games I think is something that we kind of lost a little bit as we progress throughout the series and the I don't know like there's there's something to that like it, it's almost like animal crossing-ish to me like just that kind of I don't know there there's like a like an intangible quality to these that I that I kind of like um and I miss that and like if they were to like yeah like I would I would love it if they were to give these games Link's Awakening treatment, same engine, you know, like literally I loved that engine. I thought it was beautiful. Cool. I would love to see mm -hmm. this game like 
you know, th these games rendered in that engine, fixing, you know, giving us some quality of life stuff. Cause I agree. I think that like, you know, simply streamlining the way that you use items would, I think alleviate so many of the issues that these games have. Um, but like, yeah, like it, it would be a really good opportunity. I think like my, my dream thing for Grezzo to do would be to just be the 2d Zelda studio and just make like a brand new game that just is like not if it's the third kind of leg of this, if it's like a sequel to this, whatever, but like a new 2D Zelda series that is in this style with like these vibes would be so cool to me. Um, so yeah, anyway, TLDR ages is my favorite. Um, I like, I like them both a lot though. But but yeah, ages I always default to that. But it's it's also interesting because I didn't get the chance to replay them this time. Um, but like I would be curious how I feel about them now because it has been a long time since I've played them. My I got ages when it came out, and I got seasons, and I played seasons years and years later. Um, so I don't know how I would have felt if I did what what y'all did, which is just like play them back to back. I I might have been burnt out on it too. Yeah, you know, don't do that. When you <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, honestly, I would just if, if it's me waiting for the remakes is probably the best course of action from here on out. Just assuming they happen mm -hmm. because you never fucking know with yeah. Nintendo. Like the I most obvious choices know. in the world, they don't mm -hmm. do half the time. There were so many rumors for a while, and I feel like there hasn't been anything said about that for a couple years now. But the last 2D Zelda was what? Uh, Link's Awakening remake, so right. yeah. who knows if they'll do another remake next. Maybe there'll be something new in between. Um, I hope so. And I yeah, wanted to, to, to combine like Seth talking about the vibes of the game. I forget if it was Wilkins or Jim saying like they even didn't like like the graphics and stuff. I think these games look gorgeous. I think these I are. I love it. Yeah. I these games look fucking, especially the cutscenes. I think look super cool. Um, some of the best I'll sprite work. You. Sorry, what's that? I'll give you, I'll give you that. I just <laughs> the fact that they had the like cutscenes were kind of neat with the the artwork. Like even, I was gonna say something about that too. Go ahead, Mary. Oh, I was just gonna say, even like Wilkins posted this, like the ending screenshot. I assume that's the the screenshot. You only get that if you complete both games of like yep. Link's sailboat off into which that also feels like a, you know a it was awakening callback. Yeah, yeah. Or like he's going to the dream now or whatever. Um, wait, let's let's not let's not redo the Zelda lore talk. We did it for <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom because everyone's just gonna be upset at that. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Now I forgot what I was going to say, but yeah, someone else go ahead. Um, One thing I also love about these, just something I personally like about Zelda stuff and lore. Um, I really like that these deal with the oracles, and mm -hmm. I love that they're each such a big focus of the games. And I think it's fun mm -hmm. to like see more about them, yeah. um, which honestly, I wish there was even more of that. But still, that's something I really enjoy about them. It's cool that Impa is like a major character in the well, kind of less so in season. She's just hiding out in a cave the whole time. But um, yeah, it, it's cool when I don't know. It, it's it's always neat seeing these characters always get like reinterpreted. Like yeah, how Impa takes on her classic like old lady like advisor to the princess role in this. Um, you know, and then other times like in Skyward Sword, she's like 
ninja warrior badass lady. Um, oh, I do remember what I wanted to say now about the vibes. Oh, and Sabrosia and everything. Um, for one, we got to talk about the animal buddies because I think they're fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Um, Me too. Anytime you get to ride a kangaroo <laughs> for the podcast audience, Wilkins is In shaking the his pouch. Head. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah baby man next it. game yes, man exactly i just love games where you <laughs> they, they all look like they Sorry, yeah. all right i know i i think they're i think they're really good in implementation i didn't realize i got i honestly got stuck with the bear i didn't realize again the game doesn't always do the best job of explaining some of the stuff so like depending on which flute you buy in the first game is the animal you get you know like to after a certain point so in seasons i got the bear and I didn't realize I was confused that you you have to like spam the A to keep flying over a certain oh, point, and it was very confusing. Like I like using them, I just don't feel like they're always uses. Like love the character designs, love what they look like, love love all that. Again, I, and back to what you y'all were saying, it does feel really interesting to like light a torch and like go to like uh, I would say like a less known part of the Zelda world. Like I feel like so many people have like picked apart the 3D games endlessly, and there's a bunch of video essays from here on out and it's really interesting to see stuff that i'm like oh i didn't know half these characters some of these are new there's trees talking and i think there's a lot of unique stuff here that isn't in any of these other games between passwords and uh Sabrosia and stuff like that too I, I really really enjoy how unique they are and how they bring their own flair and flavor to them even like visually and whatever else but um yeah, no, I, I think the animal buddies are uh, cute and maybe a little bit underutilized they're very underutilized i don't i don't yeah. get their point I, I I think my I hunch, like who doesn't want an animal buddy? Yeah, I think it's that. That's the point. I, <laughs> I, I feel I, like my, that was the era of animal buddies. It, it was. Yes. We all were. We were all alive in the nineties. We remember Yoshi. Remember that guy? Yeah. We all. We all. We all loved him. <laughs> um, my hunch Ooh. is that it was partially done just because um, it's a a visual distinguisher between like these games and what came before. As well as just like, look, you can ride like these big animal sprites. I, I think that it's literally just there to be like, look, it's cool. Um, because it you is like cool. this one, don't you? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> well, I felt like so like there's the island in ages, and it was just like we don't know how to get you off this island, so here's this dinosaur thing to go in the water. <laughs> but also, hey, if you go to certain tiles or different parts of the map he's gone uh and we're gonna like arbitrarily decide where he can and can't go that's where i was like oh like what was his point you just wanted to show me a cute animal buddy for like like yeah. a cheap thrill yeah. and then really? there's no why point is that to... not okay <laughs> no i'm with you I, I, really? I, I was like why the bear i don't get the bear well, well then i now i can call so like before it was like it was like Here's where I got annoyed too with exploring the like overworld. Is like, where do I go? Not sure. A place that I was already at. Oh, the bear's there now. And I was like, there's no indication that I should have went there, but there is a bear here now, and I just needed to trigger that happening somehow by magic. And now he'll make me cross these three. Holes and now he's gone. And I, I was think just like, what Jim needs is quest markers. It is like, the game is a little cryptic. I will say, it I think is. these games. I used a guide in both games at multiple points. I'm not oh, ashamed yeah, to admit too. it. They are cryptic. They are 
2001 again that's second game i was just, I was just like following yeah I, I i used for most of the seventh dungeon and ages Jabba's belly i got to a point where i was like i had run that day and my brain was melted and i was just like i need to play this i need to get through this and it wasn't bad like i don't feel like it's a bad thing to use a guy but it's just like again getting back to like the vibe thing these come from a different time and you have to like kind of place yourselves i'm like i'm sure if i would play these back then i'm like this is crazy like this is right. these are they're still worth playing they're still worth visiting and they're you know very unique um we're kind of jumping forward a little bit, but I did. We should just talk about that now since you brought it up. Um, yeah, I, I've been thinking a lot about context of like when games come out. Like we all played Pokemon Red and Blue when those came out um, and how fucking amazing that was at the time. Um, like if a kid were to play Pokemon Red and Blue now, it would be fucking nothing. Like it would just they'd probably be having yeah. similar reactions to you playing Oracle of Seasons and Ages right now. Um, yeah. I, you know, obviously games age and art ages and, and whatever. I don't necessarily, we, we talked about this a little with Alan Wake of like, I, I yeah. think you, you took the, the stance Wilk of like, yeah, this game has aged poorly. Whereas I, I, I see it and I, I agree, but I also, it's easy for me to view it from the lens of this came out over a decade ago so I can appreciate it for what it is in, in that sense. Um, so like when I was playing these games, I'm like, you know, I didn't I didn't play a Zelda game till basically Wind Waker. Actually, I played Ocarina of Time on my Wind Waker pre-order disc, um, and I just kept thinking to myself as a kid that fucking loved Pokemon back in 2001, like, oh, if I'd given these a shot, I probably would have been blown away, uh, by just how mm -hmm. big in scope these feel for like Game Boy Color games, because also. Like, look at what other Game Boy Color games were coming out outside mm -hmm. of, like, first-party games. Like, it's just a bunch of bullshit. Like, you can look at it on the NSO app. There's plenty of Game Boy games that just fucking suck. <laughs> Even some first-party yeah. games are Quest bad. Quest for Camelot, dude. Camelot is one of the best. So, Y'all are being I, hater, I hater actually, stuff. Hater I really, stuff. I really want to try that because it's so <laughs> random that it's on there. Same with a, yeah, it's, fucking that's bizarre. Alone in the Dark or whatever. I'm like, I played that for two minutes the other day. I'm like, okay, yep, this is pretty horrible. But yeah, like, at the same yeah. time, it's horrible. But when I was playing that Alone in the Dark for two minutes, I'm like, this is pretty weird and impressive for a fucking Game Boy Color version of Alone in the Dark. Like, why? I don't know why this exists. Like, who thought this was a good idea? But, you know, people also thought, like, Little Nicky on Game Boy Color was a good idea. Now, maybe that game's better than that Alone, was Alone in the Dark. Fire. <laughs> Dude. Oh, I, I'm playing. And, and that's the thing, too, is like, yeah. Like, I'm playing these games, you know, on, like, my, my memory of, of a lot of these games is, like, road trips, you know, it's dark, I've got the stupid worm light, you know, facing mm -hmm. down on my screen, and, you know, and, and when I was a kid, I mean, I had all the time in the world to bang my head against this stuff, as, as obtuse as it is. I like I liked you know obtuse. It, it allowed me like more time yes. to spend in that world. I had that little pocket world, you know, that that I had access to, and I think that was really precious to me back then. Because and then yeah, like in the same breath, the other stuff I was playing was like the Animorphs right. game, you know, or whatever. <laughs> so like, um, so so th these were were special, and yeah, it, it's always interesting to see how this kind of art holds up to like modern scrutiny because i have when it comes to something like ocarina of time um or a link to the past in some ways like i go back to them now 
And like those games blew my mind when I was a kid, like, like life changing. Like I remember turning to my friend, Justin, when we were, when we finished Ocarina of Time and I was like, there will be another, there will never be a better game than this. Like we, <laughs> like we just loved, like it, this is the peak. This is apex. And, um, and then Oracle of Ages came out. <laughs> and then, and then you know, and then it just changed everything. But but I remember like like the the first time uh, I think it might have been for the 3ds remake. Like going back to that and just being like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't hit the same for me anymore, you know. And um and and yeah, it's it's time, it's context, it's like the way that you change as a person, the things that you you know value, I guess, in um in games or any kind of art, I guess, changes as well. So it's an interesting thing to evaluate with a game that like is also just objectively dated. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. I, so, I think. Uh, sorry, whoever, <laughs> Colin or Wilk, what like do you go? Four on? of us started at once. <laughs> I was just gonna say I I replayed Ocarina of Time like a month ago, right mm. before these, and that's probably like the fourth or fifth time I've played it, and I feel like. Like I still really like that game, but I feel like every time I go back and play it, I enjoy it a little bit less, right? And am a Fair. little bit more annoyed by it. And this most recent time, there were so many dungeons in that game that I was like, I don't like this. This is really annoying. <laughs> Did you play yeah. 3DS or 64? Uh, on the Switch, yes, whichever one's on there. 64. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so crazy. I I think. I think Murray brings up a good point, and I and I have to dis- disagree a little bit here. And I think it's like the Alan Wake thing, and I think the big thing is because video games are a medium that you immediately interact with, rather than like I recently watched uh, William Friedkin has passed away, who was the director of The Exorcist, and he had a movie from 1977 called The Sorcerer, which is about four men who in a South American jungle have to drive a bunch of dynamite that is leaking nitroglycerin through the jungle, and I don't think. I didn't know this movie existed until recently and I saw it and I couldn't believe how good it was. It's is, fucking unbelievable. Is there it's, a sorcerer? The name is the name is tied to something in the film and I think yeah. it's worth seeing it to have a better understanding of what the sorcerer is. I was uh, having a goof. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but like that was better than most things I see today. Like mm-hmm. that thing is like flawless. I think the tough thing with video games is that we've all become so accustomed to modernization, like fast yeah. travel and four buttons. And and that's the thing that's like tough. It's like, I try to put Alan Wake, I try to put in that context, but like, I know that if Al, when Alan Wake two comes out, we're all going to go, wow, this is a much better playing Alan yeah, Wake. And sure. it's hard for all of us to like, I feel like I, I was watching somebody play red and blue recently or uh, Hazel, the uh, YouTuber was talking about their favorite places in Pokemon. And they were talking about in Cerulean town in the first Pokemon red and blue about the Pokemon like zoo. And I was looking at them looking at, it, I was like, this looks like shit. Like this, <laughs> I don't know what any of these Pokemon are supposed to be. This looks like dog shit. Yeah. Because but I get, at like the time I was, it was generic, the generic yeah. sprites. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's, I say that like, I don't want to seem like I'm dumb and I can't be like, mm, when this came out, I'm sure this was good, but like, it's tough to compare other mediums because video games are so specific and the way that like i think all of us currently are in our 30s and i think sometimes our time is limited where us some of us can't you know we don't have as much time to finish stuff so it's really interesting playing something super modern and seeing the ways that those games want you to finish them where games i think used to be designed a little bit more to be like you got to get through this and i feel like there's sometimes a little bit of a slog i have a harder time going back to older video games i think that's a lot of my own 
just personally where I'm at, I um, don't find older games as fun as maybe I should, and it makes me feel like something's wrong with me. Okay, okay. first <laughs> of like, all, let, let's back up for a minute. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, there, there's nothing wrong with you, I don't think. At least not because of this. But <laughs> not in uh, this, not this, yeah, not this fast. <laughs> so I, what I wanted to bring up, I've been thinking about it a lot. Like I love I can't wait. the Egovania Castlevania games, the GBA Symphony of the Night, the the GBA and DS ones. Oh, okay. Um, the, the, I called them Egovania because they're Koji Igarashi directed them. That's just what some yeah. nerds on the internet call them. Uh, um, you know, I I loved those games growing up. Like, if you would ask me back in like 2004, like, hey, what's your favorite five? What's your favorite game of all time? It wouldn't have been number one, but like Castlevania: Aria of Sorrow would have been pretty high up there. Um, but yeah, that, you know, the advanced collection came out a couple of years ago and yeah, I, w- I was pretty let down by Aria of Sorrow. Like it, it wasn't bad at all, but it, it was the first time I had re- well, I guess I revisited it on the Wii U, but I don't think I played it much there cause I just didn't use my Wii U that much at that point. Um, you know, those games were just designed in a time and place. And I guess that's what I'm getting at with, with the, these Oracle games is like, in Aria of Sorrow, they expect you even just to hit the mainline progression. At one point, you have to like grind out a couple of the souls to, to progress. Like when you're just playing the game and grabbing souls as you go and just getting the ones that you get, because they're random drops besides the bosses, um, it really works. But all of a sudden it comes to a, a grinding halt and it's like, hey, you have to go get a couple of these things. You okay, Will? <laughs> you cut out for just a second. I'm so sorry to be laughing as you're saying something. It just like you cut out and it like was just so brief and I thought you were leaving and I was like, oh no, here he's gone. Sorry, continue on. And it just like Colin, I, I looked at Colin and be like, oh, he's he's gone. And then I'm sorry, I'm being an asshole. I just, I just was like, oh, we lost it. It was like a Mitch McConnell. We were thing. both about to be like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, I was and I was waiting because I was like, oh no, he's okay. He's good. He's back. And then I was like, I didn't want to. La- and then I was laughing because I thought, yeah, we're good. We're good. You don't cut laugh this at, at elder problems. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, clap so we can get this in there. <laughs> yeah, my 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 aid is gonna come from from behind me. And <laughs> yeah, tap me on the shoulder. When Jim uh, edits, when Jim edits this later, he can he can go through and get that. <laughs> but anyway, my point is just you know the like at the time back in two thousand four, whenever Aria of Sorrow came out, like it didn't even occur to me that that's bad. Like that it's bad game design. Aria of Sorrow actually kind of sucks. Honestly, replaying it a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the what's that Jim? <laughs> the other one was way worse. That second one is dog shit. What? Harmony of Distance was good. The Harmony combat was pretty good. That was yeah, bad. Like that the way you move in that is dog shit. It feels like slow motion. Underrated is that first one. Circle of the moon. Circle of the moon is. Fun. That was. That was fire. It was okay. But then, like, Aria Sorrow... Keep... I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> but then they... <laughs> we we, we need this. Sorrow. They make that DS one. It's just the better Aria Sorrow. Yes. Yeah, the Dawn of Sorrow that, is yeah. way... Dawn of Sorrow is, like, to fire. me, is, like, the best Castlevania game. Like, that's... Yeah, it's fire. It's really fucking... Good. Anyway. So Castlevania podcast... Okay, cut here. <laughs> Castlevania podcast starts start, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Everyone hey, clap again. The, the new season of the show is out in a couple weeks. Anyway, my point is... Like back then, I you know that was good. Like I wanted an excuse to spend. You didn't know time any better. With, 
not just that I didn't know any better, mm-hmm. but it's like I'm a kid and like I can only buy a couple games a year. And like, also, I really love this game. So why wouldn't I want to be in this world for even longer? Like, I think games, especially handheld games, right. were really designed around that back then because it's for a younger audience that they, they don't buy as many games as as older audience does. And they just they want to be absorbed in this game for longer. Um, it's the same reason why I could put 100 hours into Final Fantasy Tactics Advance 20 years ago. I'd probably play like 10 hours of that game nowadays, you know? Like, it's just not... Totally. It, it, yeah. It's just not the same. Yeah, it, it's both a design evolution as well as, yeah, I'm just a different person and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, that's why I think of when I think of these Oracle games is that these things I view as flaws nowadays they wouldn't have been flaws to me 20 years ago. So it's easier to put myself in that headspace, if that makes sense. Sure. That actually makes me, it brings a question to my mind for, I think Murray and Wilk would be the only ones that would know this firsthand. But what did you guys think of the experience of playing a linked game in this? Because I think that's someone something that has aged uniquely and <laughs> <in> that personally <laughs> it I, starting starting the linked game is easy and straightforward, but doing all the other password stuff uh to get those items, it's just I I was having to read guides online just to figure out how to do this. Uh-huh. And even reading them, I was like, I still don't understand yeah. like which game I'm supposed to do this in right. or like how. So I only, the only one I ever did was to get the Master Sword. And Same. That's the only one I did it too. It's such a cool concept, but I feel like it's just an execution. Has I. Actually, I think it would maybe be even more annoying to do when it first came out than it is now because you don't right. have to switch well, you cartridges. Could just, you could take a screenshot too of like the code instead of running. Yeah. You take a screenshot. Um, I think the, the the hope there is that you would have both Game Boys, and that would have made that experience a lot. Or you would have two Game Boys, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, and mm-hmm. that would have made that experience a lot more interesting. I do think it's really fascinating that I feel like part of the reason the I probably preferred Ages is that you start with an extra heart once you link the games. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I think that like giving you that little, I was like, oh wow, I have a little bit more health. I think I was, I had adjusted to the like, I I was a little bit more in the zone of the Game Boy Color when I was starting seasons. It's been a very long time. I've I've never, I don't, I never played Link's Awakening for more than a couple hours, and I never beat the original. So I only really played the remake, which gives me another weird, like, unique sort of set on on that stuff. But um, no, the Link stuff is, I think, fascinating and really funny in some ways but again it's like i really like that it's a very much a product of its time in that way where it's mm-hmm. like such a there's not stuff like that anymore right yeah uh, i me, do appreciate that's the only way you get to see zelda though as far as i know right i don't I think, think she right. shows up otherwise um i think you're yeah. right i view it as like a byproduct again of like the post pokemon era of like we have these two games and even though they are their own things it's still a cool concept to link things like that if that makes sense the same way like locking sonic 2 onto sonic and knuckles as a five-year-old i was like what the fuck is happening i just injected knuckles into sonic 2 um that was super cool but yeah uh I didn't engage with it enough. I know there's also like the mirror shield Same. you could get to, but I yeah I didn't do yep. that. What is it? There's a mirror shield, and I think both oh. depending on the games and how you if you go back and forth with somewhere in Sabrosia, I think you can 
something. And also at one point they want you to get 999, uh, fill up your wallet of the, whatever the, the currency is in Sabrosia, the, the pieces the of, uh, or, or, yeah, or, and I was like, that's not yeah. like, it's that crazy, but I saw that. And I was like, that was like, I think for the big bomb bag or the big, uh, mystery of the seed shooter. Or the slingshot bag. Mm-hmm. Also, there's bomb shoes in this game. Did never see them. You can get bomb shoes. You can get the Goron sword through you linking. Bigoron sword, which is also crazy because it takes up both slots. Whoa. Oh, that's cool. Takes like, up A and B. Yeah, like, you know, Korean mm-hmm. time, how you can have a shield equipped. That, Two-hander. That, that's really... You can get 99 seed satchel. Yep. So my problem think... with that kind of stuff, I don't like engaging with that in Zelda games anyway because I'm never low on items. So I'm just like, this is just like a waste of time. That's how, always how I view it anyway. Even though, again, they're cool. It's a cool concept. But I think it was kind of... So I now I get, I'm like, why am I not like upgrading my things? Like, I feel like that's the fun thing about Zelda games and like Link to the Past. Cause like you, like you were getting new tunics and shit, and new swords, and progressing, and like. But in this, I'm like, I was like half over halfway through. I feel like, and I'm just like, I've upgraded my bombs, and like that's it. I still have a shitty sword. I still have a shitty shield, and like so I was just kind of like. You do get upgrades first... for those things in the normal but, game, but they're completely optional. Not the final upgrades. Yeah. All optional, yes. and they're all little obfuscated. Mainly the sword upgrades are. Are through trading sequences, trading, uh, trade trading quest, uh, and both ages and in uh, oracles. So all of those things can be like, but like the max version of those can only be, I think, achieved through trading Link, back and forth. Linking, uh, ma- the master sword. Linking, you can only get by sending Which, codes to the other one. Because yeah. his name is Link. Yeah, so you're that's right. You're linking. Because you're linking. Because you're linking. It's like Lincoln Logs, named after Abraham Lincoln. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) it's i don't know if anybody here's a golden sun fan but um i i remember when the second golden sun came out they uh they had a function in there where you could get a password from the first game and it's like i mean i don't i don't know exactly to my memory it's like a like hundreds character long it's long it's long yeah like because because what it does is you're able to transfer your entire like inventory and stats and all of that like into the second one and that's super cool like on paper but you know and i thought it was rad like that was the coolest thing in the world to me when i was a kid but like the the thought of doing stuff like this now is like is poison it's like why you know why would i want to do that it's um and it's you need to do that with qr codes now yeah it has to be qr codes (laughs) now yeah well and and it's it it made me think in this when matt was talking about sort of you know time and place and stuff like it occurs to me that video games are unique as an art form because it's the only one that all of us have grown up alongside right you know like when it comes to going back and enjoying an old movie. Well, movies, you know, like, like Wilk was talking about this movie from like the seventies or whatever, you know, movies had already been around for however, you know, however many decades and, and had all that time to kind of learn and grow, you know, when these games came out, games had been around for 20 years, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, um, it's interesting to, to think of like, you sometimes forget that like, 
we are all here in our 30s, not that much younger than the entire damn medium is. Right. You know, and and so I think I think it's it's both the the like blessing and the curse of like being a video game fan, being somebody who's passionate about video games and has played video games their entire lives. Like you are growing up with them. And you, you know, these, these things are learning and growing as you are. Um, and, and I kind of almost like, I kind of cherish that in a lot of cases. And maybe this is just one of them. I, I call some of these games, like my big fish games. Like I want these to be in my memory. I don't want to, I don't want to know that the fish was smaller than I thought it was, you know? So I also think about yeah. like, as a kid, um, like writing down passwords, that was cool as hell. Like that's what the instruction yeah. manuals were there for, for you to write notes. The little and notes stuff. in the back. Yeah. Uh, I was yeah. just thinking of that. I was just thinking about like I can still find um notepads that have like Mega Man passwords yeah, on yeah. them. Like <laughs> hell yeah, dude. Like especially the ones maybe it's three where it's like it's like the dots. Yeah, the you know, it's not like dots. Symbols. Yeah, I remember like Mega Man X passwords, um, like writing those down, and I have those sheets. And like, I remember like writing notes of like, this is how many hearts I have, like, uh -huh. or like how many like uh, heart tanks I collected in Mega Man X. Uh, yeah, that as soon as you guys talk about the code, I was thinking about like how I have those like sheets and shit. It's really neat, and yeah, I remember my friend. I I never played the second Golden Sun, but my friend was a back in elementary or middle school was a huge golden sun nerd. And I remember I was, we were having to like, like it was a multi-man project to like get yes. the code written down. Cause yeah, we didn't have cell phones to just take a picture real quick. And yeah, we like, if you mess up one character, then you need to like, it won't work or whatever. It, it was a big deal. It was an, or I mean, again, maybe in my brain, it's bigger than it was, but I remember it taking like over half an hour to get that. I, yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, if, if you, I, I mean, I don't know, but if you add, like, if I had to put it, I, I would have called this, like, a 400 character <laughs> code. Like, it's, in my mind, it's, like, this massive thing, my cousin and I. I, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I remember well, it, it, it's like, it being, like, four, like, long lines is how I remember yeah, it. But I, I huge. <laughs> And it just, it makes me think about like, you know, like when those games come to NSO, do I even want to replay them? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I forgot should, those were I, even announced. I totally yeah. forgot about that. Like, like, should I just keep that in my mind where it is? And to Jim's point, like something like Sea of Stars is kind of scratching that golden sun itch for me. Right. So like, I, I can understand both, both sides of the argument, you know? Yeah, it's funny, you know, we're, we're probably going to do a Sea of Stars podcast. It'll probably be up after, my guess is it'll be up as the next episode. I don't know for sure, yeah. but it, yeah, people keep comparing it to Chrono Trigger. Yeah, I see way more Golden Sun inspiration specifically totally. than Chrono Trigger. But. All right, I, I just Googled this password. Um, Go for it. It's like this five person, characters. This per <laughs> no, no, no. I, you were correct in maybe underselling it a little bit. <laughs> Um, this person posted one for like a complete file and the password is, I thought it was just one thing at first, a page of, um, five lines of 10 characters. So 50 mm. characters. And there is six pages that you have to enter. Of this, <laughs> it was which really is wild. 300 characters. <laughs> if, if I remember correctly, you could also 
if you had two Game Boy Advances, you could also link them together instead of typing in the code. And then, yeah, he, I forgot to bring my Game Boy Advance over, and he was so mad at me because it's like, oh, fuck, we got to write down. <laughs> See, rightfully so. You're a shitty fan. <laughs> we have to go, to work. Can't believe have to, go yeah. to work now, right? Yeah, just well, sitting and there and poof. It's, it's like a neat, and you can tell that, like, you know, in, in the way that, like, I, I guess the modern version of this is, is like sort of hardware based gimmicks like HD rumble or, or whatever. Like back then that is a hardware based gimmick. It's like taking advantage of the technology. They probably thought that was so neat. When I was a kid, I thought that was so neat. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I think about stuff like that sometimes where, you know, like I, it, it's pretty cool how you finish one of them and you get like the, the final cutscene plays and that sort of like pans out and it shows like the two witches like looking into a flame and it's like, oh shit, there's like something more kind of going on here and being able to sort of like, um, you know, I guess pay that off. It's a really neat idea, you know, and, um, and, and, you know, how, however that's aged, you know, it's probably objectively bad, but the idea is there. I, I think, and again, back to the time and place thing, I think there's something to be said for like, as a kid, it felt like fucking magic. I also think about like yeah. tra trading Pokemon with each other, like it, with the link cable, and you'd see the little animation of the Pokemon in the cable and moving towards your buddy. Um, or even better example, maybe is uh, Four Swords Adventures. Uh, like when yeah. when, you're, when you're popping up, uh, like I, I don't know, it just, it's so it's so neat. Um, and yeah, you know. It doesn't age well, and it's very cumbersome. And yeah, if you want to play four player four swords adventures on an actual hardware, you're even back then you're going to be out like fucking five hundred dollars or whatever. Um, yeah, that sucks. But also, if you have the capability of doing it, it's a really fun time and it's neat. Um, Dude, playing playing like Crystal Chronicles, Final Fantasy Crystal oof. Chronicles. Everyone has a GBA in a cord, and like your menus on your your screen little screen. And, like, also consider, like, oh, my GBA is going to die. <laughs> and, like, like I, all this shit. And then when you're talking about linking, I, I think immediately of, like, how in Mario Golf for 64, there was, like, two or three or four, like, empty spots. And it's, yeah. like, and that game came out before uh, the Game Boy one. So, like, it was, like, made for it. So, like, you play Game Boy Color mario golf get your character and that was like more rpg and you like level it up and you can transfer transfer over this beast that you like trained up and played with and play with him on uh 64 mario golf and i always remember that being sick with that little connector pack that went in the back it it's so it well, I'll give me one sec i'll just say it, it it just felt as a kid back then it just felt like mysterious and like i don't know you know also like it, it didn't ex actually exist but you know banjo kazooie stop and swap like even Smile, just baby. just the idea of that is like what's this now like it's neat it's just like co a cool little like i don't know you you miss stuff like that you just don't really see it anymore i think the most recent one for me was the um the pokeball that you could play let's go pikachu and eevee with i fucking love mm. that game just because i could play it just with the Pokeball. It was super comfy and convenient. I loved playing it that way. It was super yeah. fucking cool. And all everyone was just big babies about it. Anyway, sorry, go ahead, Will. 
It was two things. I was going to ask like a more direct, I think it's interesting to view it through all this lens. And like, obviously all of us, Seth brings up a really good point that a lot of us came up with like, you know, we weren't really there for Atari or Coleco or any of that stuff. Not to say I didn't touch those things, but like we came up really through like Nintendo into, uh, you know, like the major, all the major consoles more or less at this point. Um, but my thing is uh, Crystal Chronicles. If everyone wants to remember the night we all decided to play Crystal Chronicles at Jim's apartment, I believe that is Mumble Geese um, <laughs> and Mick eating the pot butter sandwich and him hearing the baby crying in the hallway and puking. And <laughs> <laughs> that was all that one night. If everyone remembers, because he showed up late because we all, because he, we, yep. And then other, That's I was going to ask. More specifically about this, do we feel like any of these dungeons and kind of get try to get everyone like, does anyone have any standouts, any ones that they thought were bad? I didn't realize that two dungeons in the series that people kind of absolutely hate, like going over some worst dungeons on Zelda list, two of these popped up over and over again. Wait, which um, one? The I'm Sword curious. and Shield dungeons. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious too. So, sword and Shield, I don't say it wasn't like every list I saw, but I saw the Jabu Jabu's Belly and the Sword and Shield dungeon were brought up on multiple lists of some of the people's least favorite dungeons overall. But I, I mean, there's always a dungeon in every game that people kind of hate. One I remember I didn't like, Go which um, I don't remember what it was called, but and maybe this is just my own experience with it, but it was in Ages, the one that took place in the past and the present. Because Mermaid Cave? I think so, because I felt like there was no real way to tell when you needed to go back from one to the other. So I would just end up running around the dungeon until I was like, okay, I've explored everything here. Did I miss something or like, do I need to go to the other? Actually, for the first while, I didn't even realize that you could access it Mm -hmm. in both times. And I had like missed the other key. So I was like banging my head on the wall being like what am i missing here only to realize that i was missing a complete other half of the dungeon that yes. i didn't know about i had that same <laughs> and then you have to go back and forth like four times and each time i was just like i don't there's no cue that like you have what you need and you need to go back to visit the other one now so, so i just i found that kind of annoying i yeah, Jabu Jabu's belly is super cool conceptually, but yeah, in practice, like fuck mm-hmm. that dungeon. That was bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that just... was one I was just following a guide for because it I I could tell from the start that it was a lot, and I was like, I don't feel like <laughs> these these dungeons you really more so than I think maybe most dungeons in Zelda games, you really have to like pay attention and keep track of things and like think about what you're doing. I would say the later ages dungeons are the most difficult <laughs> dungeons in Zelda. So Wait, Murray, I think you yeah, I, I think fro- you froze for a second. Yeah. Um I would I was agreeing with you. I think that the later ages dungeons are like the most difficult in the whole series. Like I, I can't think of like I can't think of any one that I would put close. Maybe some of like the Master Quest Ocarina of Time stuff. Maybe it's been a while since I played Master Quest. Um, I don't. What well, what was Sword and Shield? Was that like the end of seasons or? I think so. I think it was the last one in seasons, the volcano one, wasn't I, it? I got stuck there, but it wasn't that bad. Like I, it's I, it's the yeah no it's the seventh. Okay. Dungeon. Let me look here real quick, y'all. Sorry, I'm trying to. It it came up. up, It's the one you have to use the fireworks and ambrosia to get into. You have to like blow it up, and then it's all a lot of ice. 
Um, maybe is eight. Is that the one where you have to freeze the fire on like the lower floor? I think that you have to. Yes, you, you know, you have, yes, you have to. No, it's the one you have to take ice crystals and then. Yes, you're right. It's the you gotta which that's the one people I guess that's probably part of the reason is that you're throwing objects in between levels. I really I like agree. that dungeon. Yeah, if, I liked parts of it. It felt too long to me because that yeah, was I definitely like, feel like there was some the of that last section, here. and I felt like there was a a ton of the dungeon still before that, and even mm -hmm. that part takes a while too. Um, it, it, the problem is, yeah, I played seasons like over a month ago at this point, so I, I my memories of yeah. ages are much more fresh. Um, I Same. do remember in seasons I really liked is either must've been the sixth dungeon maybe where like it's in like a, a temple or something. And like you're, you're, it's like a crypt. I think there's a lot of like skeletons and mummies or gibdos, a tablets you have to get. No, that's in ages. That's, like a, that's ages. Just, oh, which, okay. that one was hard as hell. <laughs> I <Yeah>. was... <laughs> I think, isn't that the last one? Yeah. It's the last one. That one, that one's uh, a little long. Ancient tomb. Uh, ancient it's, tomb. It's like, it's like yeah, it's the I think it's the biggest dungeon across both games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, like when I first got the map, I looked. I was like, oh Jesus, because there's like four floors and like the two main floors is like your whole screen is taken up by. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna be they here went for, for it. two hours. That actually makes me think of one thing. I don't love about the dungeons in this that could be improved is, as far as I know, there's no way to tell when rooms are connected by like uh, an underground segment yeah so even if you have the map like it's not really that helpful sometimes because you you don't know how to like get between certain floors i think even the Link's awakening remake didn't exactly fix that either if i remember correctly there was like i don't know it wasn't always clear like yeah where the underground parts were and like where they would took you and stuff um I did play a little bit of Link's Awakening remake, like the first two dungeons before we did this, just because I wanted to refresh my memory. Um, yeah, that I game is still good, soon. but I I like <laughs> I think I like seasons and ages probably more at this point. Um, also played the first dungeon of Minish Cap, and that was good, but really tutorial heavy, really text heavy, and it was kind of annoying. Yeah, um, I have a lot of thoughts on Minish Cap. Should, should we I don't mean about, that in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. Should we talk about like Zelda in general? I wanted to do this for Tears of the Kingdom, and there's just so much to talk about, so we never got to it. But like, you know, Wilkins was com at the start was comparing like the 2D to the 3D. Do we want to just talk a little bit about like Zelda in general? Because I don't think we're doing another Zelda for a while, <laughs> if ever. I think we are. I think I think that's I think that's what that's we'll that's right next into step. The I think next one, baby. I think we I think we save it because I think we need to get into it because Ian had brought up talking about everyone's favorite Zelda games. And I was like, I think that would be really interesting if everyone brought some to the well, table I'll again. Ian here. <laughs> I'll see him showing he up. ain't here. Uh, no, yeah, I, I, I was curious. Yeah, I, I figured Minish Cap was going to take some shots. I, I only played it once when I got the 3D Ambassador game. Yeah, so I, I would like to revisit it at some point. But I think I everyone's too. a little annoyed with Zelda at the moment. Though every week that passes, I feel a little better. <laughs> yeah, he'll be all right. Let's yeah, I mean, another day. it. Uh, no, I, I would. Yeah, I'd love to hear some other people's thoughts. I mean, I'm, I'm always happy to discuss. I mean, we're all, I think, all fans here. I know some of us think it's not the best Nintendo franchise. I think some of us think it's the only Nintendo franchise. I think that's good. Who are those people? <laughs> <laughs> Who are what? Which people? <laughs> Name. It's 
It's my, I mean, like it's, it's my favorite. It, that that's the series has just always meant a lot to me throughout various stages of, of my life. It's my, and I've said this on podcasts before, like my, my first memory of being alive is the first Zelda game with my uncle Aaron. And, um, like I, you know, like the, the series is really special to me. I bring a lot of like that with, um, with Zelda. Also, I think just like there's a consistency of like quality throughout the series that I think is pretty peerless, um, for me, but, um, it, it also like, I, you know, we, th this conversation can go in a million different directions though, if we start talking about Zelda in general. So uh, Matt, you can kind of steer us. Like, cause you could go so many different places with it, you know, don't get yeah. me off on Majora's Mask, cause that could be a whole thing. <laughs> I mean, this, this is mostly just setting up a cage fight about Majora's Mask is, is what I'm I was to. wondering how deep and uh, how hard in the paint you wanted to get on that. So if we want to keep it guided, it could just be like, where does, where do the Oracle games, I guess, fall in everyone's like Zelda pantheon, I guess. Mm. Maybe, maybe that's a good way to go about it. I'm not sure. I think we should split. I think we should do. I think that's a good thing because I think that's. I think we should present some of that. I also think like, I just I feel like I'm probably pretty alone in feeling like the 2D games are a bit overall overrated. I feel like that's yeah, uh, and I think that's just <laughs> it's fine. I mean, I get it. I mean, some of us have taste, some of us don't have taste. Some of us are kind of like driven by nostalgia and can't really <laughs> see like through the lens. You know what I mean? Like can't like their eyesight is clouded by the lens of nostalgia. I'm right here. That's what I'm, I'm saying, saying, baby. Clearly, baby. Jim the one, sorry. I I feel like the NES ones are like worthless. <laughs> I mean, okay, let's I wouldn't like, go worthless, but that's like, a little no, wild. I, I honestly like, I'm with Jim. I, I feel like they're I feel like we should move past them. I feel I like that as I see I'm with him. One and be like, man, what am I doing? That's and I think two, that every time I play an NES game. I remember watching my brother play two as a kid, and I'm like, dude, what is this? So I, I think know. two is actually really cool for what it is. It's it, it definitely awesome. It it hasn't again. We keep talking about aging and stuff. I There's also love Castlevania two, and those two games are very similar in a lot of ways. But um, I think Zelda two has a lot of neat ideas. I think Zelda two and Castlevania two are both like um, they are kind of like pre Metroidvania. Metroidvania is in a weird way. Um, yeah, they're hard to play or whatever, but, you know, the first time I played The Legend of Zelda was uh, on my hacked um, Animal Crossing file on GameCube, because my friend had an action mm -hmm. replay, and we got a bunch of NES games in there that you couldn't get normally. I spent a summer um, playing through Legend of Zelda on Animal Crossing. It was fine. I mean, again, this was itself was over 20 years ago at this point, but I, I wouldn't go so far as to say worthless, and I... I actually would love to see, maybe we talked about this in the Tears of the Kingdom podcast, I would love to see a new 2D Zelda that, like, has some of the elements of Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom of, like, I know that's how they experimented with ideas in these games, was like, hey, let's add, like, fire physics and stuff to the original Zelda and see how that works. I would love right. to see that. I, w I would love a whole overhead new 2D Zelda game that has a, a spirit like the original Zelda because you know, link between worlds fucking rules, but it does not feel at all like the original Zelda game. I, I remember people talking about it. Like, Hey, it's just open. You can go wherever you want. Like, yeah, I guess, but it, there's more to it than just that. Um, anyway, I mean, yeah, I, 
I, I do not want to play Zelda 1 or Zelda 2 in any serious capacity nowadays either, but um, I think they're still they're still neat and worth looking at here and there. I would say, for me, Oracle and Ages, if you're asking me currently, I would put whew, a sign. I, it's like tier. It's just hard without saying, like, without being go. firm. <laughs> I would say, like, C plus, B minus, Ages, C, C minus, Seasons. All right, let me go look up a uh, tier list. I honestly was gonna, I was gonna make one right now. I was, I honestly thought we should make them and then I'll post them in the chat <laughs> later. That's, I feel like that'd be a fun. We, we could I would, do that. If I you would want do to. that. Yeah, yes. I think that'd I mean, be fun. I've got, if you want to just save it for that, we can do that. Well, I'll, I'll say for for me, like for for me, the best two D Zelda game is a Link Between Worlds, like with a bullet. Yeah, I, I think like, objectively, no like it just is. Like, there's not really a. It's, it's just so fun. I need good. to replay it. I remember loving it, but it, I only played it once, right when it came out. Oh, so really? It's been a yeah, long time. yeah. I played it a few times. It's it's really damn good. I think it's phenomenal. Like, I think you could literally, like, if they just ported that to Switch, like, I would be good. Like, I would be I, really happy with that. One thing I'll say about Minish Cap, um. I think it has some of the best music, art, and characters yeah. in the whole series. Mm-hmm. But Stuff. I think the dungeons are a little less interesting than a lot of games, and it's a little too short. Um, it is short. Because I remember the dungeons being pretty easy, like where I I didn't even have to think about much. Um, and I think it has less dungeons than a lot of games. And I think the first few of them in there are really short dungeons also. It only but has like four or five, right? Oh, I thought yeah. it had five. It's a complaint. But man, some of the music some of the music in that game and just the art, I think yeah. is like top tier of yes. any of it. It's so, so good. It's some of the best sprite work I've ever seen, especially like when you're in minish form, so then you're seeing the, the, the big versions of the objects. It, it is yeah. beautiful. Um, and yeah, it's one of the few like GBA games that really transcends that shitty tinny GBA audio. Like it, yeah. it, the music still can be a bit shrill at times, but like when it hits, it yeah, there's a, there is a the, fucking the vibe Hyrule to Town that. theme. Yes, that's exactly what I was so thinking. Good. <laughs> yeah, so good. I like that you can roll in that game. Yes. Also. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Little tiny thing, but I I really like that. Yeah. I like I I personally like I would put um. I would put Minish Cap probably barely above the the Oracle games, like holding sure. it to a modern lens anyway. Yeah. Um. But but yeah. like I you know I really like you know like I guess I would more readily replay Minish Cap. I feel like. Um. But oh. but like I I I kind of like they're all like right there. Like if I gave the Oracle games a B, maybe Minish Cap's like a B plus or something. Like it's mm, not. That's kind of how I feel too. Because yeah. there's so many pros and cons to each. Because if like if the dungeons were a better and there were more of them in Minish Cap, mm-hmm. I think it'd be no question that it would be my favorite one. But it's just uh, I replayed it like I don't know a few years ago at this point, and I just felt a little disappointed by that aspect of it. Whereas everything else I absolutely loved. So I don't know that I'd rate it towards the top of the 2d ones, but um, overall, but those aspects of it, I think are definitely some of the best at all the 2d ones. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, but I'm also kind of like, you know, I, 
I I personally, if if I had to like, Jim, you're on mute. If you're talking, I think he's talking to his wife. Okay. Gun gun to my head, I like I would have to like go 3D over. Like I love them both, but I do prefer, I guess, 3D Zelda. But like, it's also not, you know, I like I don't think the 2D Zelda games are like you know like way worse or something but i do i I think i do personally prefer um a lot of the 3d ones but i mean i still i love them all you know in some way i think i said this to wilk i think like i mean i i I like most of the zelda games period um but i think zelda is like to me at least is the series that like most benefits from being 3d as a compared to other nintendo games i guess you know some people like 3d mario more than 2d mario or whatever but even then like i don't know like there's something about like the scope of a 3d environment that you just inherit like the vibes of a overhead 2d zelda is very 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 different than a 3d zelda in a way that like 2d mario yeah it's different than 3d mario but it's still I don't know, 2D Zelda and 3D Zelda almost feel like different series at a certain point to me. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, in, in terms of where I'd rank these, I yeah, I guess we could just do the tier list. We can find a tier maker list. It okay. They would definitely be at least a B to me. Um, in particular, seasons. I, I quite like seasons um, a lot, way more than I was expecting to. But um, overall, yeah, like... I guess I'll spoil my a little bit of my tier list. Not counting. Which one are y'all using? I don't know. I'm looking at Tier Maker and I'm like, do I do all Zelda games with dates, or do I do yeah, Legend someone, of Zelda someone games? Someone link it. Yeah, link which one y'all are using. I'm gonna I'm gonna link I'll this one and we can decide from there if it's good. I'll put it in the chat here. Um, but yeah, like outside of Tears of the Kingdom and like Breath of the Wild, I guess my favorite Zelda is Wind Waker, just because it is the one that. I don't know, most captures like the scope of what I'm looking for with something like that. And yeah, number one, it's hot. It's hot fire. Yeah. Playing I that think Windmaker is my, fire. maybe my favorite Zelda game. And we're talking that you're putting that over like tears of the kingdom and stuff too. I think so because I don't know. I, I like sandboxy stuff, but I don't think that kind of stuff is as fun to replay personally to sure. me. Like, um, and especially with I, the thing I like most about most Zelda games is the dungeons and the items and stuff. Sure. And that's definitely less of a focus in Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, which I love them, but they're not like, I don't think replaying those things and like thinking about what I like about Zelda that those are at like the forefront of my mind. Yeah. Like in the same way, I think I view 2d and 3d Zelda as different. Yeah. The open air Zeldas are almost their own thing to me too. And it's hard to directly mm-hmm. compare. Um, I'm also, I'm one of those, you know, people complain about like twilight princess. It's like, Oh yeah. You don't use the, the dreidel after the dungeon you get it. And I'm like, I don't care. It's still a fucking cool dreidel that you spin around on. It's sick. Just, yeah. Like, Again, the cane in or- in Oracle of Ages, like yeah, you only use it like twice after that dungeon, but that boss fight with it was incredible. Um, I don't mind that much. I mean, yeah, in a perfect world, yeah, we'd be spinning on that dreidel for the whole rest of the game, I guess. But what are you gonna do? Confirm dreidel is dreidel S tier. 
Um, Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom is not on this list. Also, this is hard because this has the 3DS versions. I never beat Majora. I got. You can also I've like never, w- when you're doing these tier lists, you don't have to include all of them. Like, yeah, I, and it has that option because there's like I didn't play Twilight Princess HD. I didn't play Wind Waker HD, though I both had them and traded my Wii U away so, with those games. So, like, just a tough. I, I, I don't. Feel there's the Twilight need. Princess P Cross. I don't remember oh, that. Yeah. Was that a DSiWare yeah, thing that. or something? Yeah, it was. Like, I, um, not. It was a Club Nintendo like uh, rewards point thing. I had play almost every single P Cross on Switch. I think I've beaten like eight of them, which have like multiple hundreds of puzzles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking at this and I Wild feel kind of crazy posting this because I feel like it's not right, but I don't know how. Like. This is this is a lot harder, especially 3D. Like, stand by your decisions. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This also Chill. doesn't have. Um, this also doesn't have Skyward Sword HD, which Come is on. for me like a vastly different experience. Yeah. Like where, where I, didn't, I would. Give I didn't really like Skyward Sword. The, the HD or the original? I didn't play HD. The original. You should. I, you I mean, should I didn't HD. hate it, but I like, I did not have. That much fun. It's got some of the best dungeons in the game. That's interesting. So the person who did—that's <laughs> so funny that the per- that's so weird the way that works. Well, huh? In Skyward Sword <laughs> HD, like really, it it does like kind of some of the things we're talking about, like the, this sort of just like you know, th- like they they understand what was annoying, you know, and then they went back and like fixed a lot, a lot of it, you know. Um, and, what they and what I, they could. Like, I love motion controls personally, but. I hated that. I remember the one thing I hated most about that game was that repeated boss fight. Oh yeah, the, oh yeah, the that's horrible. With the, the toes. Yeah, the I don't remember what it was. Toes. But after the second time, <laughs> I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And there are four. And I think it, it happens. Times? Like, yeah, is it, and I was just like, it's at least it was three, making me yeah. mad. Yeah, yeah that and because it's not always clear like what you're supposed to do, and his stomps eventually send out like shock waves and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I just I played through the HD version when it came out. What was it, two years ago? Um, I don't know. I have a weird relationship with Skyward Sword, where like because Colin, you let me borrow your Wii and your uh, copy of Skyward Sword back when it was new because my Wii was broke at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember saying to you when I beat it. I was like, man, it's going to be weird if the next Zelda game doesn't have, like, motion controls for the sword and shield, because I really like it. And then I think your response is just like, oh? Huh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think the tough thing here is, like, I have... Yeah, a lot of this is, like, context. And, like, I I haven't played Skyward Sword since it came out. I should have played... What? Uh, sorry, Siri just goes, get some rest to me. I don't know what just happened. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh man, like I really enjoy Twilight Princess. I've only played it once. I played it on the game. I played the GameCube version and like it's, but I'm not like. Only they'd release them for Switch so we could play. Yeah. I mean, honestly, at this point, I'm going to put this out. I feel, how do I link this? Where's, to, like, where's everybody putting uh Link's crossbow training is what I want to know. I've got that in, um. That's an S. I bought that at a garage. That's an SS. That's in Montreal. An SS. Uh, that's what? an SS all day. That's an SS. Uh, Jim, Jim what was that about Montreal? You bought that at in a garage sale. In I bought that 
I wouldn't even call it a garage sale. I think someone was just selling stuff on the sidewalk, and I bought a copy of Link's Crossbow Training in Montreal. Do you, you still have that it? copy? Probably. I've never played. Of course not. Yeah, I was about to say. I was to say. Thank you for <laughs> clarifying. There's no way he's ever touched it. But uh, Wii games were like definitely a time of buying and not playing anything. Yeah, yeah. You had the Prime trilogy, and you it was just sitting there, right? Yeah. You know. Never played a single one of them. That's so cool. Did I close? Oh. What happened? It's Did so we... funny they have like all these different versions on here too. Yeah. It's very annoying looking this stuff up. Do we do we want to wrap the actual discussion up and then we can do our tier listing? Yeah, we should separate? maybe we can have a yeah, we can I, have need, a... I need time. Yeah, we, yeah. we can we can chat too for a second. We should wrap up. Myself. We should we should we can talk for a little bit, catch up. I do have to be out. I'm gonna say like I got like 15, 20 more minutes. Yeah, can, if anyone wants to chat for a little bit, and then we can bounce. So, do we have any closing thoughts on the Oracle games before we we get on out of here? Yeah, I think um, they're yeah. underrated. They're, they're, I, I would I would say they them. are probably a bit underrated. I think that's a fair way to put it. I think. Um, they're Zelda games. I think that means they're probably better than a lot of other what else is out there. I think they're probably pretty strong in the Game Boy Colors lineup overall. Um, I think they have some really unique elements. I think there's some stuff that would be really great going forward. I think there are some real issues with them, but I think a lot of that is due to time and aging, less so uh, maybe like game design choices. Yeah, I think a lot of their issues were just hardware limitations at the time. Again, very simple only having two buttons on the game boy kind of thing um yeah you had some shoulder buttons and a couple face buttons these games would instantly be like a whole like point or two higher for a lot of people i think um yeah i i think we said most of what i wanted to say i will also just say um like seth said earlier there's like a sense of humor and goofiness to these games that you don't see too much anymore zelda games i think are are always pretty funny or yeah goofy but there's a specific brand of humor with i think specifically Link's awakening and these two that you don't see anymore i think that's a shame um specifically the one thing it yes. made me laugh pretty hard early on in seasons when you first go to the market or the shop in sabrosia and you can buy heart refills or whatever and they don't understand what the hearts are down there. So he, he thinks they're, they're peaches. So he's selling them because the hearts are upside down on his table and he's selling them as peaches. I don't know. That's just very good. That's a very good like visual gag. And it's a very good observation. I love shit like that. Yeah. It's, it's just very yeah. cute and it's very good. Um, uh, horny tree. Uh, yeah, we, we didn't I talk mean, about the horny tree. Yeah, we didn't get to talk about the that's the last too. thought. Let's close out the podcast. Everybody clap here. Let's shut this one down. <laughs> I didn't think no. it was. I didn't think it was that horny, but it's 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 just it's more. It, it felt a little like anime nineties. Like I'm not gonna make a noise or any of that, but it had that sort of. You know what I mean? Like it had no, that no, sort of. I like, don't. I don't understand what you mean. You need to make the noise. To, Good yeah, to see you, you guys. Good to bit. see you guys. Nice chat. <laughs> Uh, that's it. That's uh, that's all I have to say. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that. Do you think they got married? I don't know. Did you get married? You, you oh, got it. Jim's got to finish the game. Then we can talk about yeah, the tree. I got to finish the game. We'll talk about. It. Um, I'll say that it's. I think it's really important that 
basically like GBA and a lot of other shit. It's like pretty much unplayable right now. Like, why would you ever pick up your or your not GBA? Why would you ever pick up your Game Boy and play a game? Right. Nice. So it's, I think it's super important that they are putting these things available. Analog like, pocket. Yeah, but whatever, you know. Yeah, but, but I think it's great that they're there. It really sucks ass to just try and play anything on an original unmodded Game Boy Color nowadays. It is. Yeah. It is. Oh, yes. It's it's a tough. That's a tough ask. It's like it's like a Game Gear is worthless too. Like, uh, which no one cares about Game Gear. But think about that. If you ever played up a Game Gear and see like that any bit of movement, it's pretty much impossible to yeah. like see. Because yeah, the, the, the when it has any slight oh. deviation to the yeah. angle it's just complete oh. yeah you, you can't see anything but uh, yeah. yeah um i wish I'll, I'll probably finish this first game and then whatever but you know so game gear has been canceled game boy has been canceled uh a lot of things were the we've shut down tree has been canceled the horny tree has been canceled a few, a few good quotes there was horny tree why would you ever pick up a game boy and play it uh there there was um what what was the the thing that Wilk say it's definitely a Zelda game I think at one point Wilk said uh some good some good closing remarks I feel like oh <laughs> god help us all Seth did you have any closing remarks on yeah. the Zelda games I mean yeah I think I think we covered these pretty well I um you know like like I, I they they have a special spot in my heart, you know, and and again, maybe it is like they're they're big fish games to me. I, I appreciate the conversation that we had here about time and place and the sort of strangeness and uniqueness that video games as an art form sort of has unique to it. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I really I appreciate the the space that these games occupy in my life and uh, and in my heart. And and for me, it's like. Yeah, I could go back and and replay them and and have that experience maybe turn into a negative one, but I um I like them where they're at for me. Yeah. And again, I still I had never played all the way through seasons, I never played ages at all. I still thought they were pretty damn good. They're 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 pretty all right. Um so yeah, if you happen if you are one of the like three people that listen to this podcast and you've never played these games, if you like Zelda games, you'd probably at least like one of them would be my guess. And if you do play them, mm. play them like spread apart. Don't don't marathon yeah. them in like three weeks kind of thing. That sounds awful. Yeah. Okay. Then I guess we're going to stop the podcast there. Thanks everyone for coming out. I hope Seth's wife is still sleeping and we didn't ruin it. Oh no, any. she's she's been awake for like the past hour. She's okay. just um, yeah. <laughs> okay. She's on the side. She's she's in the room just going like this. <laughs> no, she's 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 been cool. We've been texting. She's cool. <laughs> I mean, again, my wife's upstairs. If, if she had thoughts about seasons or ages, she should have come on. But anyway, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for coming out. Bye. Bye.